All right, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Spartans on the Bank. I'm Sean. Uh, I did want to put something out that uh, I think I'm going to move the episode really states to Tuesday and Friday. Um, I was shooting for like a Monday, Thursday, but then I remember that the uh, the press press conferences are Monday, so I don't want to do a show and then have uh, miss some of the stuff from the press conferences. Um, so a couple things I wanted to talk about on this uh, on this episode is um, one I want to kind of go over the press conference from yesterday. Uh, at, I want to touch on the um, ESPN uh, rankings uh, by FPI and the percentages of Michigan State winning each game, touching on some of the predictions throughout the that I'm seeing from some of the media outlets. And lastly, there was there was kind of a pretty big announcement regarding um, the broadcasting of Michigan State football. Uh, well, Big Ten football as a whole. Um, with that, we'll be back. All right. So yesterday was the I, I guess you'll call it the first uh, first press conference since camp opened. Um, <clears throat> coach uh, Ted Gilmore, the tight ends coach, uh, was the first up at the podium, and he kind of he kind of had a couple a, a couple snippets, if you will, that I that I think were crucial. Um, <clears throat> he talks about Malik Carr being on the verge of becoming a complete player. He's really increased his blocking, and uh, of note, he also mentioned that. Um, Malik knows that his future is in football. So it's up to Malik if he, if, or, if he wants to play basketball or not. Um, we as fans love to see it when you have a two-sport athlete, especially when they're good. Um, we get flashes of uh, Kirk Gibson for us, um, uh, Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson, you know, guys that are going to go to the pros in both leagues. Um, I don't really think that's a that's on the radar for Malik Carr. And it's not because of his athletic ability. It's just to where he's going to choose to put his focus. And I think it's going to be in football, gratefully so. Um, so we have essentially four tight ends that, or three, I should say, that are really going to, I think are going to make a big impact this season. You have Tyler Hunt, Malik Carr, and Daniel Barker. Um, Barker came, is coming to us from Illinois. He was, a, he was in the portal. He was, I think a, top five or top tight top 10 tight end in the in the draft this year um but it, he pulled out i think he got some, just got some feedback saying hey you could really improve your draft stock if you know you go back and you show x y and z you know better blocking those kinds of things um and he uh he he says he knows how to win inside the woodshed uh daniel barker for everybody who remembers, he he is the one that caught the game-winning touchdown when Illinois came back from like 35-7 to 7 to beat Michigan State in Spartan Stadium. So he knows how to win. Um, and so we're, I think we're, we've got, uh, I think Daniel Barker and Tyler Hunt are probably your two starting tight ends with Malik Carr coming in right off the bench. Um, I do think Tyler Hunt, uh, being a senior has kind of the edge on Malik Carr right now, but I think Malik Carr is going to get meaningful big time snaps. So this isn't a oh hey we're you know we're up forty five points let's throw Malik Carr in. This is hey we you know we're we're third and seven we need it we need a first down put in Malik Carr. Um, Tyler Hunt's Tyler Hunt's good, but Tyler Hunt has kind of developed himself to be that way. 
Um, Malik Carr kind of has that talent. So getting him those crucial snaps will be key going into next year because we're going to lose both Barker and Hunt. So we really do need Malik Carr to step up and be tight end one. Uh, and then Coach Cap, uh, co- offensive line coach Chris uh, Kapolik, sh- came up, stepped up to the podium. Uh, he was re- he's real big on Brian Green, Nick Samak, Dallas Fincher, and Va- uh, Gino Vandermark. Um, that he that's who he sees as being like kind of interchangeable at that center or guard position. And I mean, it's that is key. Where we really suffered last year was the lack of depth that we had at that at that on the line. Um, so now that you have four guys, and keep in mind that doesn't even include starting guard um, JD Duplain. So we have five guys that are really going to be able to it, be on the line, but those four in particular are they can move center or guard, so it allows you some versatility. If Duplain comes out to move Samak out to the guard and put in Brian Green at center or what have you, but having that versatility and having that, I call I'll call it interoperability, there is crucial for the line because you're what you're seeing is the ability to move people along the line, not have a drop off in production. Um, offensive tackle, which as we all know is kind of like that that key piece of that offensive line. Cause if you don't have tackle, you don't really have, you don't have anything because those tackles are the ones that, that have to fight off that deep, those, you know, monster defensive ends. Um, and so you've got, uh, he mentioned freshman offensive tackle, Ashton Lepo. Uh, and then he say, uh, coach cap said he's changed so much since signing day. He looks like two different people. Um, and then Kristen Dooley is uh, he's 315 pounds. So we've got two backup t- tackles, that he is that coach cap is really high on um he's also said he's been he's really really liking what he's seen from spencer brown um this offseason he's matured in everything he does he's the first guy in the building and he's getting extra reps and eating better um spencer brown is one of those guys he's athletic like athletically gifted super talented um i think it was just a matter of something needed something something needed to click in his head for to understand that Yes, in high school, you were the biggest kid on the field and you could kind of push everybody around. But in college, it's not that. You've got to put in the work. You've got to make the right decisions. Um, And I'm not saying like getting in trouble. I'm saying like what you put into your body, how you choose to spend your time. And it it can be a challenge when you get to college. I mean, freshmen, it happens to freshmen all the time, regardless if they play sports or not. They don't have, they're living on their own for the first time. They don't have their parents waking them up to go to school. It's easy to skip on, skip out on 8am classes. Imagine 345 flips in the morning. So it's easy to, it's easy to make the, to make the easy decisions. Um, the, when you're, when you're younger, but it's nice to see Spencer Brown mature and step up to the plate. Um, and then you have, uh, Jared horse is back. He had some cleanup surgery in the off season. So it looks like your two starting tackles are going to be Jared Horst and Spencer Brown. And then um, you have Matt Carrick back. He's back. I think, uh, I think it's his sixth year. He went down early last season. Um, and, but it's great to have him back. He is a solid depth player for us. This, this, it means there's going to be no drop off. So as of right now, you're, you're off the offensive line for the Spartans looks like Jared Horst at left tackle, JD to at guard, left guard, Nick Zamack, Brian Green at right guard and Spencer Brown at right tackle. Um, 
with Ethan Boyd, Brandon Brandon Baldwin stepping up at the tackle positions, um, being the being the number twos, and then Kevin Winkton uh, and Matt Carrick as the backup guards and Dallas Fincher. Now, notice I didn't say Ashton Lepa or Gino Vandermark because right now those are the projected th- third team. But if coach is looking at what he's seeing, we could see some jumps there. But I'm really, I'm really glad to see Coach Caps talk about how much um, people are stepping up, and then the um, Tyler Hunt uh, was up on the was up on the um, podium, and he was talking about how Chris Bokel and Jeff Pertowski Pertis- uh, are the two defensive ends um, who are just they're beaten. MSU's tight ends, they're just beating them off the edge, which is great to see, right? You love to see your your number one, your defensive number ones go against the offensive number ones and beat them. Um, but the question always becomes, and it, we we heard it last year, and I was skeptical last year too, when you hear about, oh, hey, Kenneth Walker's blowing up, like blowing up the defense. Okay, is that because our defense isn't good or is it because they're that, the Kenneth Walker was that much better? Well, we know the fact it was that Kenneth Walker was that much better. He made every defense look silly. Um, and so he, um, so having those guys get, get special call outs from the guys they're going against that, that kind of, that makes me really happy to see. And it makes me op, um, optimistic going into the season. Everyone's high on Chris Bogle. Everybody's high. He's got the frame. He's got the athletic ability. Can he put it all together? And so I think that you're going to see um, Chris Bogle turn some heads, um, easily turn some heads. Uh, and so I think overall the po- um, the press conference yesterday was was great to hear. Really like hearing from somebody other than Coach Tucker. Not saying that you know don't like Coach Tucker, but nice to hear from. Uh, I guess I guess you call it the uh, the commanders on the ground there. Those uh, you know the the position coaches. Um, and I want to give a special sp- shout out to Ron uh, from the Michigan State News and Recruiting Group. The guy, he posts every, I don't have to scroll through Twitter and try to find these random like quotes from the press conferences. So compile them all. Uh, fantastic. Um, thanks, Ron. Uh, and we'll be back. <clears throat> and we're back. Uh, so uh, this close to the preseason, right, where I think we're, uh, 25 days away guys over at standing room Spartans on Twitter. They do a fantastic, uh, countdown with a uh, call out to specific players for the days. I think we're at 25. So that's awesome. Giving me a gr- lot of great content. Well, uh, something that came out was ESPN put out the, um, their, their projected win or their projected win totals, uh, percentages based upon their proprietary FP FPI football power index. Um, they have Michigan State at a nine-win season with uh, with a 16.9% chance to beat Ohio State, 30.5% chance of beating Michigan, and a 41.4% chance of beating Penn State. Uh, that that puts us at a, ni- a nine-win season, which I think, hey, well, we're all happy with a nine-win season. Losing those three games, though, that, that puts a little sour taste in my mouth. So this is... I'm going to go, I'm going to hop up on my, my soapbox here. Uh, and I'm going to go on a little, little bit of a rant and rave here about how awful, awful ESPN FPI rank, rankings are. So let me just, let me just read directly from ESPN. What is college FPI? The FPI is a predictive rating system designed to measure team strength and project performance going forward. 
The ultimate goal of the FBI is not to rank teams 1 through 128, rather it is to correct, correctly predict games and season outcomes. Okay, sounds great. What goes into the FPI? ESP, uh, each team's FPI rating is composed of a predicted offensive, defensive, and special teams component. These ratings represent the number of points each unit is expected to contribute to the team's net scoring margin on a neutral field against an FPS opponent. Again, so far, loving what I'm hearing. Makes perfect sense. It sounds awesome. Now, what goes into the preseason ratings? There are four components to the preseason ratings. Prior performance, returning studies, recruiting rankings, and coaching tenures. All right. Now, here's, here's where I have the problem. FPI uses four recruiting services, ESPN, Rivals, Scout, and Phil Steele, to measure the talent on a team's roster and add an additional piece of information about which teams are on the rise. Okay. So, one, ESPN recruiting is the absolute worst one. It is... To, to call it hot trash in a, is an insult to hot trash. It is 100% garbage. They don't have the, um, they don't have the staff or they, and they definitely don't make it a priority like 24-7 and Rivals and Scouts where they can send guys out to these camps. Rivals puts on camps that, you know, kids go to and that, that gives them a firsthand look on how they, how to, um, on how kids are, what, what they're seeing. They, they don't do any of that. I think they're, I'm honest. I honestly believe the ESPN recruiting department is like five dudes. That's it. They're using their own recruiting service. While I understand is also trash, not using 24, 24, seven composite. That, that tells you everything you need to know. And so as a Spartan, right, we look at it and we go, okay, why do we only have a 30.5% chance of beating Michigan? Well, that's because, and we all know they, they have, Great classes. They re, they have highly ranked recruiting classes. Not that they actually produce on the field, but they have highly ranked recruiting classes. So they automatically, oh, hey, we have a, they have a better chance of beating Michigan State because Michigan State only has, you know, they have no five stars, blah, blah, blah. It's garbage. Now, I'm not going to sit here and argue that, hey, the 16.9% chance of beating Ohio State is, is wrong uh, because, I mean, we saw it last year on the field. And yes, we're recruiting in the right direction, but we're in a prove it stage. Right, we're not in a oh hey we're coming off a a 2015 win at the big house with a backup quarterback. No, this is a hey we're in a prove it stance with Ohio State. I also don't really believe we have a 41.4 percent chance of beating Penn State. We beat them last year, like in the snow. This, this isn't this is not a oh hey like it's just it drives me insane because ESPN produces these articles and they produce so much content centered around the FPI. That and the FBI is the single worst metric in college football. Like it is just, it's garbage. And I don't understand why people use it. Um, so with that, wanted to lean into a little bit of some of the preseason predictions that I'm seeing. Um, so Saturday, uh, the Spartans wire predicted uh, a nine and three in the big 10 or nine and three, six and three in the big 10 with wins over Washington, Minnesota and Wisconsin losing to Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, uh, with us going to the Citrus Bowl. Again, not a bad season, but I think that would leave a sour taste in most Spartans' mouth losing those three games. Winning one of the three, going 10-2, and two, beating beating Michigan, Penn State. Okay, cool. Yeah, like that's a great season, 10-2. and two. 
right? I I don't know anyone outside of those with the the like green Coke bottle glasses on that think we're going to go into Ohio State and win. Yeah, we're all optimistic. That's what being a fan is. But that does not. I don't think anyone's going and going. Yeah, let me throw you know let me throw a hundred dollars on Michigan State to beat Ohio State. We all have better ways to spend a hundred bucks, right? Um, but here's what Spartan Wires said. Um, it's extremely hard for the Spartans to surpass last year's success, but I do think this year's squad is going to be better, even though the record wouldn't, won't suggest it. That's kind of what everybody's been saying, right? Is you are, you may have a better, more talented team overall. Cause last year we went 11 and two, but we got a lot of the right bounces. Um, a lot of things went our way. Look, think Nebraska, um, that one comes to mind right off the bat, right? Like, so we got a lot of we got a lot of the right bounces. We two one or two of those bounces go the go the wrong way. We could easily end up nine and three, eight and four. I personally don't see us losing five games. So that's seven seven and five, the seven and a half under uh point over under total from Vegas is just useless. Um I so I also don't think the schedule really plays in our favor with the um Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan, back-to-back, break, uh, bye week, back um, lineup. It just doesn't, um, especially with Ohio State first. I'm just worried, you know, knock on wood, that if we get something, if something bad happens in Ohio State, it could kind of derail the entire season. Um, so I don't think it's likely, but it's, you know, I think that's kind of where most of these are coming from. Uh, and then... Wanted to quickly touch on the preseason coaches poll came out. Michigan State, number 14 overall from the from the coaches poll. Um, and then we're seeing the uh, so some of the Big Ten teams that um, that are on the coaches poll. And the least shocking thing is Ohio State, number two overall. Uh, you have Michigan at six. Hmm, I think they're a little high, but they're Michigan. They get all the preseason love. Uh, let's see. We have. Future member of USC at 15. We have Wisconsin at 20. So we really only have three Big Ten teams ranked in the preseason coaches poll. Now, something of note, Texas is 18. Yet somehow, Texas got a first place vote in the coaches poll. Wonder who that was, Steve Sarkeesian. I don't know. Like, yeah, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. I can absolutely buy off on one of them being ranked number one overall. Mm, Texas? I think there's a little bit of Homer bias kicking in there. Uh, And with that, we will be right back. All right. Wanted to give a special shout out to the women's soccer program and volleyball. They started their fall camps this, this, uh, this week as well as football. Now, uh, when am I nice little tirade there about how ESPN is awful? So let's, uh, let's pile on a little bit more, shall we? Uh, That's what we call a segue because I'm professional at this. Uh, so ESPN for the first time in 40 years is poised to lose, uh, to not air any big 10 games at all. So Fox, Fox already has agreed to what's called the a package, which is the noon time slot. Plus they'll get games for Fox sports one and the big 10 network. Um, and Fox owns a 60% stake in the big 10 network. So that's not going anywhere. Um, what is, what, what most likely is happening is CBS and NBC are, um, are the front runners right now to purchase games for the 3.30 slot and for the um, 7.30 um, slot. So it could be noon, Big Ten on Fox, 3.30, Big Ten on CBS, and 7.30, Big Ten on NBC. 
So what what does this mean for uh, Michigan State fans, Big Ten fans as a whole? Well, one, it means that we don't have to tune into College Game Day, listen to Desmond Howard be a moron, uh, just waiting for our waiting for our team to kick off. Also, no trying to find ESPN business when the when the noon game goes over. Um, so and trying to find the start of the game. So that that's awesome. I, now I'm sure Fox will have the same problems. It's just I hate hunting. I hate trying to hunt down like ESPN business or ESPN news or whatever fifth tier ch- program they they shove us on while they wait for a you know 47 to three blowout to end. Um, and so we're we're seeing a lot of we're we're seeing a lot of this the reporting come out. Nothing's been finalized yet, so don't have a ton of details. But we're looking like uh, it's going to be Fox, CBS, and NBC. And the Big Ten's expected to try to launch a streaming package, which may go to Amazon or Apple, which, as most of us have cut the cord now, that's that's huge. Because, I mean, the only reason I pay for any kind of, like, live live TV is purely for sports. Starts in football season, ends in basketball season. Everything else with all the different streamings and all of this. And, I mean, we're already paying way too much between Netflix and, and Hulu and... Uh, Amazon Prime, and then you got all the other individual ones. It, it gets expensive. So anything anything we can do is cons- to have that cut down. But CBS CBS is expected to pay a, a roughly three hundred fifty million dollars for the three thirty Big Ten games. So this is, I mean, this is kind of a big deal because it's the first time in forty years that ESPN won't air any Big Ten in any Big Ten games, and I'm not going to lie. I really kind of like this. I I like this. I I like it. I like the move because it gets us away from, it gets us away from the reliance on the ESPN because I mean, anybody who's paid attention to college football, we all know ESPN is all about the SEC. They are, I think they're the, they're the creators of SEC network or they're the production company behind it. Something just like Fox has a 60% stake in BTN. Um, the ESPN is a stake in SEC, uh, the SEC network. And we're, as Big Ten fans, and specifically Michigan State fans, we we hate to see ESPN just because it's constantly, oh, well, Michigan's going to do this. Michigan's going to do that. Oh, what what about this? And it, it just kind of builds upon that, that, that proverbial chip we have on our shoulder. And I'm not going to lie. I really dislike ESPN. Now, I'm... I will watch college game day because Desmond Howard is a moron and I, I, I need to see what his latest stupid statement is. Um, but I like the, I think it, what is it? The noon, the, the high noon show on Fox with urban Meyer, uh, Reggie Bush, um, that liner, that, that show. I really like that show. It's, it doesn't have the same production quality. But I really, I like it. It's more of a X's and O's show and less of a, hey, here's some people who don't really kind of know what's going on with these programs talking. Uh, also, Lee Corso isn't on it. Sorry, coach. No, your birthday was just happening. Not a fan of yours. I just, I don't like you. Um, now the question is, will this preclude college game day from coming to any Big Ten, uh, any Big Ten games? Don't know. Maybe. Uh, we've seen them come to games before when ESPN or ABC wasn't airing them. So it's possible. Uh, I, I don't really know what that looks like. 
So, uh, like I said, I'm a fan. Um, I can understand why some people are kind of angry and upset about it. But overall, I like it. I think this is a good move. We'll be right back. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining me for this episode of Spartans on the Bank. Um, just really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, don't. I mean, but just that's pretty much what it boils down to. Uh, like, subscribe, share with a friend, share with a Spartan. All about that. Uh, I mean, fall camps kicked off uh, for volleyball, women's soccer, football. We're, we're we're there. We can we can see it. We can see the finish line. We are this close to Michigan State uh, sports being back. Uh, we kick off on September 2nd against Western Michigan, Friday Night Lights. Love it. Uh, so we are less than a month away, and guys, I cannot wait. All right, with that, I'm out. Thank you. Go green, go white, go Spartans.